join me, Christine Weinbrenner Eirich, for soulful conversations with my community of travelers, exploring the heart, the mind, and the globe. We might all agree that we are missing travel right now. These conversations highlight what tourism really means for the world. Soul of Travel honors the passion and dedication of the people making a positive impact in tourism. In each episode, you'll hear the story of industry professionals and seasoned travelers who know travel is more than a vacation. It is an opportunity for personal awareness and it is a vehicle for change. We are thought leaders, action takers, and heart-centered change makers. This is the soul of travel. Michael Bennett was once described as a disarmingly earnest combination of spiritual guru and travel agent with a strange obsession with Joseph Campbell. He is a seasoned traveler, speaker, consultant, educator, entrepreneur, and organizational consultant who has dedicated his life to helping others transform their lives through travel. He believes that through travel, we all embark on our own hero's journey of exploration, discovery, learning, growth, and transformation. Michael is a recognized thought leader in the travel industry and has been quoted in the New York Times, the Washington Post, Forbes, Seattle Met, among other publications. He earned his undergraduate degree from the University of Delaware and his MBA and Doctor of Education from Pepperdine University. He is a co-founder of the Transformational Travel Council and Explorer X. In our conversation, Michael shares how his journey led him to specialize in designing more meaningful travel experiences. We walk through how he defines transformational travel and the different ways people experience transformations when they travel. We'll also talk about bringing together inner and outer journey and the magic that comes from this type of travel. We could definitely have talked longer about all the ways we see travel has the possibility to create positive impacts in people's lives. Join me now for my soulful conversation with Michael Bennett. Welcome to Soul of Travel. I am excited today to be bringing back season one and doing some bonus episodes talking to people who I missed and have the opportunity to connect with before and speaking with Michael Bennett from Explorer X. And so welcome to Soul of Travel. (laughs) Thanks, Christine. Good to be here. Um, I just want to start this conversation giving you the opportunity to introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about what you do in travel, and then we will go from there. This is always a hard question to start with. Who are you? Um, (laughs) Yeah, so Michael Bennett, uh, ExplorerX, co-founder of ExplorerX, based in Seattle, and our mission as a business, my mission as a human being is to help people both travel better and live better in its most abbreviated and concise form. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I've been on this path for the past you know, decade or so, uh, working in the travel space after making a transition from working in a different industry for a while. And um, I have fallen in love with the industry. I love every minute of every day. I love what I do. 
I love my early morning calls and with clients and partners around the world. And I, I truly feel like I'm living the dream right now, which is amazing to say. Yeah, well, especially coming out of this year to be sitting in the space of travel and still really loving what you do says something about being in the right space. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, I and mean, we've all been forced uh, or invited anyway to be to lean into our creativity over the past year and see what emerges. And I think, I think a lot of incredible things have emerged for, for you, for me, you know, for us as a business. And so um, I think we'll look back years from now and think about how, how many wonderful things came from this year plus that we have all been navigating our way through. Yeah, I know. I, I have had this conversation kind of, uh, continuously with people that I've been speaking with about how obviously difficult it is and yet how important this this space and time is going to be for the industry in terms of creating different types of connections and partnerships and collaborations and the way that people have come together to get through it are going to be what sets the stage for kind of this next phase of travel which really was where this season came from was this idea of tourism rising where I was sitting there thinking about oh, this is it like I don't know how many of us are going to make it through and that's you know a year ago when I started having these conversations and um, and then starting to see already like immediately the people who started to emerge as leaders as the ones that are saying like we're going to get through this these are our people. This is what we need to address first. This is kind of how this should look. And it continually evolved, but, but none of that, nothing has been less than kind of amazing and um, profound. Like it's just one kind of a great thing after another and not to negate the challenges, but really it's been, it's been pretty cool to see what has come out of this time. Can I uh, just to comment on that quickly? You know, one other thing that I think is fascinating is, you know, we've a lot of folks have been talking about how this has been a time to reset priorities and values personally. Um, and that's 100 percent or, or, or figure out what those values and priorities are. Right. And reconnect with self and family over this period of time. And while all of that's true, I haven't heard a whole lot of people talking about that from a business perspective. But what's what we've found is that this was a really valuable pause, you know, as Explore X going from just, you know, building the plane as we were flying it to use that metaphor, right? And just sort of you know, almost a tidal wave and not having a chance to step back and say, right, time out, like, let's re-engineer this. Are we doing what we, what we need to be doing over here, right? Like, let's, how do we get leaner? How do we get more creative? And so this has been a wonderful time to, as a business step back from that, you know, um, and recalibrate and Hey, what, where are we going down the line and what is important and what do we need to let go of? And what can we create that is more in alignment with who we want to be as a brand and how we want to serve our travelers. Um, and so it's been a wonderful chance for us to sort of hit reset and, and position ourselves for, um, success. And, and more importantly, um, rethink about how we engage with our travelers to make their experiences that much more powerful. 
I agree. Like, I feel like I've spent a lot of time doing that too. And my business has only been going for two years. So it wasn't, I wasn't as far from that starting point, but you start and you often, especially in this area of travel have, you know, all of your ideas, your values, these things that are really important when you start and you're really grounded in those and then opportunities start coming and you're like, well, that's a great opportunity. I better go ahead and do that. And that's a great opportunity and I better do that. And then all of a sudden you're really busy and you're thriving, but not everything is hundred percent aligned with where you started because as new businesses, it feels hard to say no to opportunities. And so I've had a lot of conversations with people similar to that. They're like, I just realized that in the space of like running my business, I forgot what my business was in the first place. So I agree. I think especially for these really mission-driven brands, values-driven brands, this has been the opportunity to be like, hey, wait a second, I don't want to do that anymore. And to get a lot more clear, but then I also think that that's going to help moving forward because now we have the skills that we were kind of like trudging through and earning those badges as we grew and the clearer vision to pair with it. One of the things that I think are so interesting about people in the, the travel community in this industry is their journeys to even get to the industry, which never seemed like nobody was like, in eighth grade saying, I want to run an adventure travel company, or I want to run a sustainable travel company. It was never the thing that, you know, was on their list. Um, and so it ends up being this really interesting path to get us here. So I just wanted to invite you to share a little bit of what that journey looked like for you. One of my earliest memories as a kid was actually sitting around the kitchen table with my, with my mom, and we were looking at National Geographic magazine. And looking at all the pictures of the, you know, quote unquote, strange people around the world that look different than, you know, we did. And I was just so interested and intrigued and curious, and I wanted to meet them and talk to them. And so um, I think my interest in, in cultures and connecting with people around the world and um, global citizenry sort of started early on. Um, I also remember like growing up and when most of my friends were playing I don't know, Nintendo or Sega or whatever the, whatever the gaming system was when we were growing up, you know, I was playing where in the world is Carmen San Diego, right? And just, and that was my obsession. I was playing that all the time. And so there were some hints early on that this is where I wanted to be. Uh, but it, it wasn't until I got to college. And when I got to, I went to the University of Delaware uh, undergrad, and I knew I wanted to study psychology and something with culture, something with sociology, something with a lot of the different ologies, philosophy. Um, but my grandparents were paying for my education and they're like, we're not putting you through school to be a psychologist. Like, no, it's gotta be business or science or whatever it might be, right? And so I came in as an undeclared major, but when you are undeclared, they make you take this career interest test. And I remember taking it and there's, you know, 200 and something possible, however they define how many, what, you know, what a career, is but there's over 200 of them and the three that came back the highest were adult education adventure and travel and intercultural activities and you think about what what we're doing now what i'm up to now it's like it nailed me like boom at 18 years old it, it was it was there it was under the surface it was waiting for me but um but anyway I, I ended up studying business international business i went to costa rica as an undergrad um for a study abroad program and that's where it really that was my first international travel experience so um, 
had a ton of fun, got hit by a car, almost died in Costa Rica. Um, and, and that really, in, in a way, was the spark or the catalyst for, for me in, in, ter in terms of living in, in a more meaningful and purposeful life. Because I was, you know, I'm, I was in a fraternity, I'm floating through college and I'm un an undeclared or undecided major, right? And just sort of, you know, I'm doing well in school, but just sort of not focused on, on it. And that was like, oh, like, I could have died there. I better start paying attention, you know, and start living with a little bit more purpose, you know. Um, and so anyway, long story short, uh, ironically, my first job out of college was in a marketing position for a semiconductor manufacturing company. And that is and was as sexy as it sounds. Um, I, got, I got fired six months into that because there was a guy that was an intern there uh, from a local university in Philly. And he was planning a trip to Europe with his, his buddies when they graduated. And I would stay after work, you know, we'd grab a sixer, you know, throw it in the, in the little mini fridge. And then we'd get out the beers after work and we'd start, we'd print out, you know, eight by 12 foot maps of Europe throw it up on the wall. And all these, of course, I didn't know this, but these printers were, you know, it's costing thousands of dollars or something. Every time I print out this map of Europe and we would just sketch out his trip. Oh, if you, if you fly in here, you can go here and here. Anyway, ended up doing that. They found out I was printing these things out. They fired me. Um, luckily, I ended up going on the trip with this guy. Um, but that was my first foray into really planning a travel experience for somebody. Um, Anyway, ended up working in higher ed for a couple of years, went to California, went to LA, got to grad school, um, ended up working in organizational development and organizational behavior. And I was doing work in personal and professional development coaching. So helping people figure out, you know, how they can get better at their jobs, but also the interaction with that and the impacts that their job was having on personal life and vice versa. And I was really, really interested in that work and, and enjoyed it tremendously. And my mentor was like, you need to get a doctorate in this stuff if you want to progress. You know, this is sort of the path in this in this line of work. So I started a, in a doctorate program at Pepperdine University in education, um, focused on organizational leadership and development. Anyway, in that, uh, in this organizational leadership class came across experiential learning and experiential education, came across the work of Joseph Campbell, the hero's journey, and, you know, was just obsessed and like, you know, from day one was so interested in that and then began connecting dots thinking to myself, I've been traveling since this trip to Costa Rica. I've been all over the world, I've been to Europe, been to back to Costa Rica, been to Ch China, been to what? Um, and I was like, I'm looking at this model of the hero's journey. And I'm like, my biggest moments of learning and growth and transformation have come through travel. And so I asked my, my mentor, who was also my dissertation advisor, I was like, can I study how travel is a catalyst for learning and growth. And the experiences we have while we're traveling are the ones that inspire us to create change in our lives. Um, and so that's what I ended up doing. I ended up doing my doctoral dissertation on experiential learning through travel. Um, and I finished, I had my final defense in September of 2012. July of 2012, my dad passed away from esophageal cancer. My job was not what I wanted it to be anymore. So I was in this very liminal stage and moment where I'm like, life is short. My dad died at 59. I don't like my job. I have a doctorate. And I was just like, screw it. I'm just going to quit everything and jump into the travel space. 
And I flew to Switzerland for a travel conference with the Adventure Travel Trade Association, not knowing anyone. Um, and, and I just said, I'm going to figure out how to launch a company. And here I am. And that's how I got started. Um, well, I love the idea of National Geographics. I actually, I can envision exactly where they were in my city library, which was like on the bottom shelf in the back where nobody really looked at them. And I would go get them. And I kind of thought they weren't good because they were kind of hidden. And I would like secretly sit on the floor and look at them and be like, what is out there? Like everything is out there. Um, so that really resonates for me as well. Like I was like, I, I need to do that. Like I wanted to live with every sort of indigenous community ever. That was my kind of initial interest into travel. And then um, I also thought it was really funny that you brought up Carmen San Diego. When I first started traveling, my best friend had little kids and they had a scrapbook that was called Where in the World is Aunt Chris? And it was because I watched Carmen San Diego with them. <laughs> So that's so funny. Um, and it's kind of interesting because how we met is not how most people met, but I read your, your thesis, your doctoral paper. And I was like, what? This is brilliant. <laughs> but for me, it was, I had been working in tourism for quite a long time. And I had this idea of what else travel meant for people and for communities. And as this like collective journey and all of these ideas of why and travel is important. And I, I kept trying to name it, right? I kept trying to say like, what is this thing I'm creating? And when I even launched Lotus Sojourns, when I was working with my business coach, I'm like, I don't wanna call this a travel company. I want to call it something else because I don't want someone to get caught up in the fact that travel is what they're doing. Like travel is going to get them there, but I want this to be about this experience more than them thinking they're taking a vacation. And so the idea of experiential travel was already something in my mind from my background. I had worked for um, an expedition cruise company that really was branded in experiential and educational travel, but I was like, there's still something else. Like, what is this thing? And I was talking to people about my experiences and I'm like, it's the way that it transforms me. Like, how I see the world after I left the place, how I see the place after I left it, how I internalize my journey. I'm like, it's this transformation. I'm like, aha, I will call this transformational travel thinking I'm inventing the wheel. And then I read the, your paper and I was like, there's people that also talk about this thing. And then ended up researching TTC and, um, taking their travel designer program. And so I just think um, it's really cool how how those things happen, how our journeys, and, and it's very much like, the, I think we both would say that travel isn't about travel, it's about the journey. Um, and so I think that that's, it's so important to see how people's journeys get them to where they are and then what travel can do with that. Um, I was going to ask you what one of your most impactful travel experiences was, but I think that you may have already shared that with Costa Rica. That feels like that would have been pretty impactful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, I want to just to go back to something you just said. I think 
travel travel is is a critical part of the journey but i think where a lot of folks where tourists get stuck is that travel is the be all and end all right and where if those of us that look at this with a wider perspective right it's travel is a part of in many ways a lifelong journey that we're on right and these different iterations and experiences that we have when we go are just part of the story part of the fabric that we're weaving right and part of part of this hero's journey that we're all on right and so it's sort of like i'm going through things at home and in my life and personal and work and i'm inspired to want to get out there and travel and disconnect and reconnect and shift perspectives and i go out there on this journey and i immerse and i engage and i come back and i'm in i'm excited i'm inspired i've learned about others i've i'm seeing myself in the world through new eyes right and then that's going to excite and inspire me to take some new actions, right? But those, I mean, it's just this end, endless cycle, but it's it's part of the process of learning and growth in our lives that we go through. And those of us that see it that way tend to dive deeper and get more out of it than those that just say, cool, I'm going my annual vacation to fill in the blank. Yeah. Um, so. What that reminded me to uh, is a difference, I think, in those two types of travel is kind of this um, notion of awe that you find when you mm. when you are traveling more slowly and more connected to the destination. And I feel like you'll know this moment, but when you're sitting there and all of a sudden you realize kind of like how gigantic the world is, how interconnected it is and how sig insignificant you are in it. And also mm. how beautiful that is. And that moment, I think is what I seek to show others. And I think yes. you can have that kind of aha or whatever that is in your daily life or on a hike an hour from your house, but there's something about being completely removed of everything that you feel secure in that allows you to access that space. Um, but what, what do you think it is about that travel does that allows you to like get into that moment or that space two things one i mean i think you nailed it you don't have to travel to have those experiences right we all change in our in our lives day to day without you know traveling to nepal right or or whatever but i would say that travel um increases the likelihood you know that you're going to do something different, big or small, you know, big T transformation, little T transformation in your life as a result of that. You're, um, but, and, and where that comes from, what I think sparks that is this, I mean, there's, there's the, there's the physiological part of it, right. Where, you know, different parts of our brain science would suggest that different parts, not suggest says the different parts of our brain are activated when we are in new environments and, and doing new activities. So whereas in our day-to-day -day lives, you know, it's the parts of our brain that are most closely associated with um, rational thinking and logistics and all of those things, right? How do I pick up the kids from here while I also need to go to the grocery store and then I've got to have this business call and you're thinking through that, right? When you're traveling, the parts of your brain that are most closely connected with creativity and imagination are the ones that are sort of dominating, right? And so it's in that space where you know, I always say, if you were to ask somebody if they had all the time and all the money in the world, what would they want? If they're sitting in the coffee shop down the street from their house or in their home office, probably going to give you a pretty logical response to what it is that they that they want, right? If we're hiking through the Peruvian Andes and you ask them the same question, they're probably going to give you 
a different answer. And, and my guess is it's going to be one that's more authentic, more real um, to what it is that if they truly had all the time and all the money in the world, that's what they would do. So there's, there's a part of that, that, um, and I think disconnecting from, from, from technology is a big part of it. Disconnecting from people at home, you know, we love our families and our friends and all that, but just being in a new place and having new perspectives and new ideas is, is really, really important as well. And, um, so I think the combination of those things where you're hopefully less connected to technology, hopefully less connected to the familiar and the known, having these amazing new experiences, and you're also in parts of your brain that are more closely connected to creativity and imagination is what really amplifies this opportunity for growth and learning and transformation. I, I think of so many people that tell me, um, and one of my, actually my first guests from season two, uh, Laura Grail was talking about when she launched her business, she's like, we're literally in the middle of nowhere in Peru. And we at first thought we were kind of like having altitude sickness or like, you know, we were just giddy and we had this idea and she's like, it just was relentless. And it's like, it was so obvious, but we couldn't hear it any other place than there. Like, it's, it was just like, this is the thing. And by the time they got off the mountain, it had all just like laid itself out in front of them. And I feel like that happens a lot in travel. And, you know, I hadn't thought about the actual physical parts of your brain that you use in one space or the other, but that is absolutely like why I love to travel is like, I get to take off every label that I have other than self and just be in a travel experience. And even if you're guiding a tour or taking a group, you still are kind of showing up a little bit differently. As soon as you land wherever you're going, it just allows this immense freedom. And I think that's where all of that exploration and those answers just start like tumbling out. <laughs> Right, right. I mean, we 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 often say that our travel selves are uh, very, much closer to our real selves, so to speak, than our day to day, you know, work and piano lessons and everything else selves. Right, um, and so it's it's sort of this interesting part where we go and we 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 take vacation for you know two or three weeks, you know, or whatever it might be, and we sort of live in this particular way, right, and and um, and then we come home and it's sort of for the, the other 50, you know, weeks of the year or 40, 49 weeks of the year, you know, it's like, how do you bring back, how do you embody this attitude and mindset and approach to life and approach to everything that you have while you're traveling? How do you bring that home with you? And some of it, hopefully you can, and a lot of it is frankly impractical, unfortunately, but, but to the best that we can be, you know, on every trip, bring something back, right? This is the gift of this. So you bring something home with me. Like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna integrate this. This happened while I was traveling, and I, you know, making up an example, like I journaled on this trip, and I had never done this before. But I'm gonna start that practice when I get home, right? Or I did this thing anyway, and so yeah. Um, I think something that you hit upon there, which is something that is a part of experiences I know you create, and. Um, mentioning bringing in the transformational travel council as well as a part of that philosophy of travel is really reflecting on travel after you return and um, i say this all the time i'm like part of what makes 
what I want for you out of travel different is that I don't want it to be done when you put your suitcase back under your bed, like come back to it, think about what happened even a year later, just if you did journal or bring out your pictures and think about it again, like don't let it be this one-off experience because it probably has something it still wants to teach you. And um, so I just think that that's really valuable for people to think about travel being this process that starts the minute you like hear that whisper and doesn't end until years after yes which i know you're like aha here we get to go here no 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 but well but i do want to i want to comment on that because i think one thing that maybe is a little bit um misunderstood when when people hear the term transformational travel is that for some there is this expectation that that it's got to be a big T transformation. Like I'm gonna come home, I'm quitting my job, ending my relationship, moving to Nepal, starting a nonprofit, a nonprofit, becoming a Buddhist monk, and like it, like shaving my head, right? Like, and that's what transformational travel is about. And okay, that that happens for you know a couple people here and there, you know. But 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 I, where people and the ways that people can stay connected to their experiences besides photos and, and journals and all that is. Is to, in my opinion, is to identify one or two really small things, right? Whether it's journaling or a meditation practice that you picked up while you're traveling, or just getting up a little bit earlier because that gives you a little bit more freedom to, you know, lean into the day and do a little bit of reading, which gives you this energetic foundation to go out there and do your best each and every day, right? Or whatever that might be. So we always ask our travelers if there's something big, awesome. How do we support you in, in applying and integrating that? But don't just think about that. Think about the one or two small things that that over time will actually have a really, really big impact on your life and the lives of those around you. And um, and let's start. Let's start there. You know, let's start there. Um, and, and what I've experienced, what I found and, and having speaking, uh, spoken to a lot of our folks months and years afterwards, that was that was yeah, it was actually doing this one little thing always brought me back into alignment and allowed me to do this, which allowed me to do this, which, and then ultimately it's cascaded into bigger changes, right. And a more powerful way of living and a purposeful way of living. But I think a lot of people get caught up. The point here is they get caught up in making these big dramatic changes where they think that that's what is necessary for it to be a transformational experience. And I would, I would disagree with that pretty strongly. Yeah. Um, I agree as well. I mean, I think one, it, it, uh, pushes people away from the experience if you tell them that you offer transformational travel experiences, which I've gone through that process um, because it's terrifying. Like I don't want to be transformed or I do. And that's still terrifying. And it's, it's the idea that it can be very simple and subtle and one of my friends was telling me about uh, a mentor of hers where she said, you know, if you're in a boat and you course correct this much and you're going from LA to Australia, you're not yep. going up in Australia. So you don't right. have to make this big of a change. Totally. It just can be this and it still can make a huge difference. And so um, I think that if people are listening and they are interested or excited or curious that they don't have to set themselves up for that much pressure that if right. they choose to 
seek a more meaningful or impactful personally transfer transformational experience that it doesn't have to be like you said like this be all end all experience it can just be something where you reveal something about yourself that you didn't know that now becomes a really important part of your journey going forward yeah you know and then and on the opposite side of the journey right when we start i think another thing that people um that maybe that people think about transformational travel is that that it's it's heavy it has to be heavy it has to be this really intense process um, and th there are people, no doubt, that go on trips because they are seeking deep, you know, deep change, significant change. They're diving into it with a coach or a therapist. Right? That that does happen, no doubt. But but for me, you know, as I've been doing this for the last ten years, what I found is that it, it ultimately it's really simple, right? It doesn't have to be that, and it, frankly, it should be fun. It should be exciting. It should leave you feeling uh, this sense of aliveness that maybe you haven't felt you know, uh, in your life at home. Um, and, and so what I always tell our travelers, look, if you, you know, maybe you think this is a bunch of woo woo, not for you stuff, but if you do these things, if you, if you take three minutes to sit down and say, what would I love to have or feel at the end of this trip that I don't now and write it down, right? If you take a little bit of time to prepare yourself for the destination, do a little bit of reading, you know, do, do, and then do a little bit of inner work, you know, maybe I'm going to read a couple things or start journaling just as a one little thing that I'm going to do before this trip. You know, if you engage meaningfully and mindfully, right, get curious, practice that kind of stuff. Um, take a few minutes every day, whether it's prayer, meditation, journaling, or discussion to just like, huh, what happened today? What did I learn? What's one thing that I learned today? What's one thing that I'm taking away today? What's one thing that surprised me today? You know, if you can do those simple things and then commit to taking one small action when you get home, it's going to be a life-changing experience for you, right? It does, And it doesn't have to be this, I'm going to spend an hour and a half a day in deep meditation prayer while I'm traveling and journaling all this other stuff. And no, it's just, I want to get this out of it. I'm going to prepare a little bit. I'm going to engage a little bit deeper than I have before. I'll take a few minutes every day to reflect on this. And I'm going to take one small action when I get home. Yeah. And getting present for your experience because we are really good in our culture and our way of being in not being present. We're always like thinking about whatever happened that we didn't get quite right and our goals that we're shooting for in the future. And then all of a sudden, like the present just keeps disappearing. And I feel like when you travel, it forces you to be there a little bit more because there's a beginning and end to your trip. So you, you can't kind of get past those eight, 12 days. And then, um, it, like you said, if you just even take three minutes at the beginning and the end of your day, you're just committing to being there a little bit more. And that in and of itself is going to open up something different than if you were just so worried about the next place and the next activity and the next action and, and not moving slowly through your experience. Um, well, I did want to talk a little bit about we, we already kind of talked about what transformational travel means or doesn't mean, but is there anything else um, within that context that you want to share about why it's important and impactful and, and or the idea of inner journey and outer journey and what that adds? I think it's important to note that in my humble opinion, and there are probably exceptions, 
But generally speaking, I don't believe that what I don't believe that we transform who we are as much as I believe we transform how we're living. And then I think travel allows us to see ourselves, see the world differently, right? And if there's a quote that I love and it's, I should take ownership of it, but I, I've looked to see, I didn't, it's not mine. It came from somewhere. I've looked many times to see who quote, who said it originally. I can't find it. So I should just own this, but the only reliable source of action in our lives is how we see the world. Um, and I love that. And so when we travel, we begin to see the world and ourselves differently. And if you believe that, that quote, that comment to be true, and I do, then, then we are then going to be invited and inspired to take new actions in our lives. And I don't think that it's, it's as much about um, changing who we are, values, priorities, you know, blah, 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 as much as it is, it is coming home to them and understanding and clarifying them and, and owning them, right? I mean, how much of this is like, you know, parts of the, you know, that you know about the shadow, right? And parts of ourselves and our psyche and, in a, in our personality that we've disowned for whatever reason, we were told it wasn't good and it was bad or it was all these other unwanted things, you know, at a certain age, it's, it's just reconnecting becoming whole. And when you do that, um, your experience of life changes, but I, I don't know that I would, I would say that who we are fundamentally shifts. I agree. I'm, and I think that's the part that can cause discomfort in a way that isn't necessary when you think about transformation, because we know that discomfort can be necessary, but um, yeah, that it is. And it reminds me of a quote that I cannot claim and, and I'm also not going to say correctly, but the, it's along the lines of my journey isn't so much about becoming as unbecoming all the things I never was so that I could see who I actually am. And for me, that's what transformational travel does is it just allows you to really kind of like we where we began this conversation is like get back to who you are and see it in a different way and then apply like bring that person forward just take one step into that existence and and see what that feels like sure sure you know just a bit of a tangent here but i was having a really awesome conversation with my friend tom yesterday you know, we were talking about the work that we do in, in, in transformational travel and at ExploreX and, and how it is a lot of, uh, it's healing, not necessarily in a therapeutic way necessarily, right? But it's a coming home, coming back to oneself, right? All the things that you're talking about there, you know, and I, and I said to Tom, I said, you know, it would be really interesting to put ourselves out of business in a way by going and working more closely with the six and seven and 10 and 14 year olds so that they don't get misaligned and they don't go off track and they can stay focused on who they are and how brilliant and beautiful and perfect they are. We all are. Right. And they, and ultimately they don't get to the point where they're 37 and they're like, Dah, I don't like my life and I've got this job and I have a good title and a big bank account and I have a fancy house and a car and, you know, two and a half kids, but I'm miserable and I hate it. And I want to move to, you know, whatever and hit reset and tell everyone to go fly a kite. Like, let's not get there. Let, like, how do we, how do we start early? How do we get, you know, how do we, so I don't, I don't know what that looks like. And it's just another conversation for another time, but it's, it's really interesting in, in terms of like, at some points the work will, and I know other, some people are doing this for sure. Right. But, 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 but working with 
kids, you know, you know, and young adults and young people to, to, to embrace, right. And own and accept and love who they are. So they're not throwing on these masks for everyone else in society and their families and their friends so that they don't have to get to the point where at some point they're like, Oh, I actually don't know who I am at all. And I've got to figure this out. Yeah. I mean, well, one, I have three daughters and all the time, like every time I learn something, I'm like, here's this tool right now. Like, I do not want you to wait to have to have it. And they're like, I don't really know what this tool is. I'm like, take it. You're, you're going to need it. It's good. And then sometimes I will say something to them and they're like, that was amazing. Like I actually was struggling with that and, and it's not a problem now. And you know, they're like 10. It's like, what will that mean for them? going forward. And I think also allowing these kind of conversations to take place because so many people don't even know how to talk about type of journey or even talk about how they're thinking or feeling or what they're seeking. What, what is, what's that alarm going off? They don't even know what to do with it. And I feel like the more people that have these experiences and begin to be able to share and communicate them, the more that that is going to open the door for others. So like you said, eventually, like, wouldn't it be great if, if we didn't need this to, to help people unravel all of that? Well, I think it's, you know, part of what we do, the work that you and I do, right. Is, is again, as you, as we've said, not just planning the travel part, right. But supporting folks in this longer journey, right. That extends well before the trip, you know, well before they even, thought about this particular trip and it will continue to extend well beyond the end of this trip for, you know, months or, or years, lifetimes. Um, but I also think that people, I think a lot of folks would benefit from having conversations with people like you and like myself and like a lot of folks that, that are in the travel coaching space, you know, both before and after, you know, cause on the one hand, before the trip, it's like, okay, I'm going, I'm dealing with this stuff. How do I, how do I get myself and my mind in the right spot? How do I get my, you know, um, my psyche ready for this journey, you know, and, and so that I can actually get the most out of it, you know, other than just showing up in Ireland and here I am and okay, now what, you know, um, how do we support them in preparing for that? Again, going back to your question, outer and inner journey, right? It's one thing to say, Hey, here's a packing list and here's your hotel reservations and you've got your flight details and blah, that's fine but how are you preparing for the inner journey, right? And what are you doing there? You know, whether it's uh, working with a coach, you know, life, career, relationship, et cetera, or um, learning, starting a meditation practice, right? To kind of help you get present, right? Or doing breath work or what, journaling or whatever that might be. But it's also on the back end too, right? Like folks get back and we talk about big changes, small changes. Um, a lot of times what I've experienced is people get home and like, okay, I'm excited. I'm inspired. I'm ready. I'm going to take bold and courageous action. Here I go. And then like you talk to them two weeks later and it's like, oh, well, no, because I didn't have a support system. Right. So how do we give them tools, resources uh, and support in saying, cool, I'm going to do this. And someone's going to be there to sort of help guide me and support me in doing that. And I think that's something that is really important and powerful about the work that we're doing. Because it feels like in the moment you're like, I will never become disconnected from this emotion, this moment, this breakthrough, this experience. And I, I've done it. And it's like a month later and you're like, 
doing all of the things you always do and you're like, what was that thing that was so amazing? Yep. Right. I can't even believe I already lost like this huge moment. And it's, if you, you do have to be intentional about following through and being like, what, what brings that forward? I, I, I don't want to forget this lesson I just learned. You know, there's a, I don't know why I'm thinking about this right now, but we're just, I'm trusting the universe, put this in my head for a reason. There's a quote uh, from Mike Tyson, old boxer, right? That, uh, you know, he, and he, he says, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so, and I love that because, you know, we come home from these trips and we have a plan and we're excited and I'm going to do this and this and this and this and this and we get home and then life, you know, either kicks us in the shins or punches us in the face. And it's easy to get distracted from all of these great things and ideas and inspiration that we had. And so the more that we can work with others, um, you know, that, who can help hold us accountable and help guide us and give us some, some ongoing inspiration and support when we get back, the more likely we are to, to actually stay on that path. You know, and that's why having a good boxing coach to extend that silly little metaphor out is important, right? They can say, hey, all right, let's get you back on track here. You know, yeah, you got knocked in the face. Great. Here, let's stick to the plan here. Um, but if we don't have that support, it's really easy to get knocked off and just sort of frazzled and and then life goes back to where it was before you before you went and and at that point maybe you had a great trip but but nothing's really changed you know significantly or at all in your life and so then it's just another memory but nothing's nothing's different for you yeah and it's something we have to practice like you know i think a lot of people much like yoga or meditation or all these things that maybe people are intimidated by because they seem like you have to be at a certain level in your awareness or whatever to be able to do them and they don't even try because it's too intimidating it's not like we as people guiding these experiences don't also falter but you need it's a practice that you need to bring into your life to get the most out of it. And so it's okay to not do it right. And it's okay to not know what you're doing. Like it's not a, a full truth plan, which I think is also really important to address because a lot of times, and I know I did it early in my travel career and early just in my trajectory of beginning to think about all these things was be really intimidated by people who felt, I felt like they had it figured out. And I thought, I, I will surely never get there. And so I'm not going to try because I don't want to blunder along the way. And I think that also travel helps you along with that because you, you find yourself in situations that you are overcoming and you start to trust yourself a little bit more. And so that also helps you to, to bring some of that back to your own, your real life or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Again, trusting the universe here, something that was coming up when you were sharing some of that stuff. Well, two things, actually one, you know, this idea of shoulds, right. And things that we're, we expect of ourselves or we think others expect of us. I was thinking about my meditation practice and I, I've been really good about that for the past decade, but struggling recently because, you know, work is getting busier and I get up and, you know, I make the mistake of checking my phone at some point in the first hour of being awake. Right. And then it's just off to the races. Um, and it, I found it really hard over the past few months uh, to, to have that practice and to, and to do it in a way that is consistent and that 
gives me the energy that I'm hoping to get from that and creating this sort of platform and foundation for, for my day. Um, and I realized that I, I start, I tried something new. I've been trying this over the past just two weeks and I timed myself this morning. It was three and a half minutes, but I, 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 when I'm done this three, I will run through a brick wall. I am so like, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling energized. I'm excited. I'm on fire. I'm alive. Like it's, and it's just 15 breaths in little different ways, but being able to say, cool, like I'm going to do that. And that's going to be enough. And I don't need to sit for 20 minutes or half an hour. I don't need to, you know, do this particular technique. This is my thing. And I did this and it works and cool. It's three and a half. And if I meditate for three and a half minutes, but that gives me what I need for the rest of the day. Awesome. There's no right way or there's no wrong way. And the other thing that that brings up, you know, which I think is really important for the work and it, it, it does feel or sound a little tangential, right. But related to, to this stuff is, uh, and we've talked about this before in previous conversations, but about this idea of energetic foundations and that, you know, what I've, I've experienced myself and our travelers have experiences that oftentimes they do come back from a trip and they are excited and they do want to integrate and apply some of these changes to their lives, but they have a hard time, whether they're working with a, a coach or, or just have a support system in their life, friend, partner, you know, loved one, et cetera. Um, and what I've found is that it comes a lot, oftentimes it comes down to not having these energetic foundations of sleeping well, eating well, moving and meditating right? And if you don't do those things, if you don't get a good night's sleep, right? You don't, you're less likely to meditate. You're less likely to eat well, and you're less likely to feel like you have the energy to, to exercise, right? And there's proven benefits of those things. And so a lot of times what, and my, our travelers are like, what are you talking about? But I'm like, just pl please do this. <laughs> like if you want to integrate these changes, if you want this, this, this journey to continue, right? And you want to be able to integrate and apply these changes that you're so excited about, but do these things. Um, and when they do, they're, they're more likely to be successful. Yeah. It's so interesting. It's like that knowledge that, um, you hear over and over and over and over and over again, and you just won't listen until it's time to listen. It's just one of those things. I mean, I, it's things I know are true too. Right. And then you stop doing it. Even if you, once you have figured it out and experienced it, like you're saying where you'd meditated, then you just, you wandered off from it and. Um, and you know fully what it will do for you. And then trying to encourage other people to like take that step. You're like, it, it will be good. I actually say this, this was my, my marketing pitch or whatever at travel shows. And they're, you know, like, well, tell me about the travel you offer. What does this mean? What will I get? I'm like, just say yes. Like, I promise you it's what you want. I promise you, like, you, I can't even put it into words. It's the worst way to try to tell somebody, but I'm like, you just trust, which is really hard to trust your, yourself, to trust others, to trust the journey. Um, and that's kind of what I was thinking about is like, it just all comes down to trusting, listening to the universe and doing what it, it says and what it keeps telling you over and over and over again until you actually hear it. But, um, and I, I think that this, unique way of kind of immersing yourself in travel teaches you to listen and to trust. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, to bring it back to, to my obsession with Joseph Campbell and the hero's journey, right? Like, you know, these, these whispers that we hear, the, these are, these are different forms of the call to adventure and we're just really good at refusing the call, you know, and it's, 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 
it's the times when we have some kind of mentor, you know, in, in a, which can come in a variety of forms, guide us to that. Yes. Right. That we are fully able to embrace and really go on these different journeys, but, but we're really good at saying no, we're really good at refusing the call. Well, I actually, I want to spend a few minutes actually talking about Explorer X um, and then we'll, we'll work towards the end of the conversation. But um, I mean, we've talked a lot about why this type of travel is, what it offers, but what, um, for people that are listening, what does make Explorer X different? What are the things that you do when you're creating travel. I know you work with travel coaches, which is not something that a lot of people are really familiar with. Um, what, what is an experience really look like when someone is traveling with you and with ExplorerX? Yeah. 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 Thank you for that opportunity. Yeah. It's, you know, it comes down to sort of something we said earlier, which is our goal, our mission, our philosophy, our mindset is to, is to help people travel better to live better. Um, and so that's sort of the game that we're playing here, you know, and it, and it starts with travel and it ends with living deep, meaningful, purposeful, intentional lives. Um, so, so sort of like you, like I almost, you know, Jake, my, my co-founder and business partner, and I've talked a lot about like at the end of the, at the end of the day, we're not really in the travel space at the end of the day, we're more in the live better space, the coaching space, the personal growth space. That's, it's just that travels, the catalyst travels, the tool, the modality that we've identified as being really uh, exciting and powerful and a uh, catalyst for this stuff. Um, so, you know, with that said, I think a lot of what we do at ExploreX, I mean, it, it's sort of, it, it comes down to three things. First is the travel design part, right? And we, like a lot of companies, you know, we do our best to really get to know our travelers. We don't do, with the exception of a few scheduled trips, we don't do any, you know, off-the-shelf prepackaged things. It's everything is absolutely and uniquely handcrafted for our travelers and what they want, where they want to go, what their budget is, how busy, I mean, all of it, right? How busy they want to be and what their goals are, right? Most importantly, like why are you going and what do you want to get out of this? And how do we, how do we design an itinerary that will create space for that and how do we leave space in the itinerary to make sure that you're not you know 8 a.m to 8 p.m book through and all of that stuff right so it's there's a, a very mindful and conscious approach to a designing itineraries that we bring into it um the second thing that i think is really unique and that we're really proud of is and we're 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 so close to being done developing this and getting it really 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 fully loaded and ready for launch is this inner journey toolkit and guide so it's just, it's a collection of activities that and that we've put together. There's a challenge challenge, which are some fun things that people can do before, during, and after their trip. And there's like points sort of gamifying this whole experience. There's a list of about 50 questions that we've put together that are, I think, really powerful journal and discussion prompts that we can give to people. Collections of quotes, poems, articles that we really like. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. Goodness, you know, um, some some stuff from optimize.me, which is one of my favorite websites. And um, uh, if anyone wants to learn more about that, talk to me. I love optimize.me. So just all of these tools, resources, and information and wisdom that we can share with our travelers to consume, you know, on a, on a self-guided pace. And if they want to dive into it, great. And if they don't, then that's okay too. But, but really trying to give them the tools to go on this inner journey and the third part of it is some of them say, hey, this is all good stuff, but I want some more guidance. I want some, some more 
um, mentorship and coaching either before and or after the trip. And so we've put together this roster and, and are continuing to build out this roster of coaches and consultants and experts ranging from, again, life career coaches, relationship coaches, health and wellness coaches, um, through people that are experts in meditation, mindfulness, breath work, habits and rituals, diet and exercise, fitness. You know, we try to really think through just about all sleep. We have a sleep consultant, you know, because that's one of the core uh, energetic foundations. So, so giving people access to these tools and people that we've vetted so that it really does become this, this journey where travel is a part of the journey, but it's not the entire journey. I'm a big fan because obviously it's the things that I, I think are really valuable when you add all of that on top of travel that amplifies what it can do for you and, and the experience you can have. So, um, well, as we end the conversation, um, I'm going to just, um, give you the space to let people know how they can connect with you. And then I have my, um, famous non rapid, rapid fire questions. Cool. Um, so the best way to contact, uh, uh, me and ExploreX is through email, travel at explore-x.com. Again, our website is explore-x.com. Uh, we are on social media at GoExploreX. However, I'm considering taking like a summer hiatus from all social media so we can get our folks to put their devices down and, and get outside and spend more time with loved ones and not focus on social media. So I'm not sure my social media consultant would approve, but I'm thinking about doing that. Don't tell her. Um, yeah. And those are the best way email and, and to visit the website is the best way to, to contact us. And I also, I forgot to mention, you said you also have rapid fire questions. You launched a podcast in this time yes. space as well. So um, if you want to just like quickly share what that is about as well, I wanted to make sure that we mentioned that. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's it's called the Wisdom and Wanderlust podcast. Uh, I have a co-host, Robin Goldblatt, a colleague of mine. So we host that. Uh, episodes come out every two weeks. And conversations, you know, range from destination experts who just inspire our sense of wanderlust to uh, travel coaches and folks that have just been travelers and they've got great stories to share and wisdom to, to give us and uh, to help us deepen our travel practice. Um, they've been fun. I've enjoyed listening to them as well. Even actually, I think we've had a few common guests and like hearing a completely different story come out of the same person this month. But yep, yep, totally. Um, okay, so what is oh, this is going to be a loaded one for you? I should have taken it off. <laughs> what is your favorite book or movie that offers you a travel escape or inspires you to adventure? <laughs> oh, easy. Okay, the favorite book is The Alchemist. That's that's simple, easy. Um, and my favorite movie is probably The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Every time I watch it, I just get, I, yeah, the itch is just growing. So anyway, those two. <laughs> uh, what is always in your suitcase or backpack when you travel? A book. Yeah. Have you ventured to Kindle or are you still true to books? True to books. True to books. I, 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 tried, I tried the iPad for a little while. Um, and of course it's, it's convenient, but it's not the same. So yeah, I'm, I'm always throwing two or three books, including a journal, a journal is another one, including a journal, but, uh, in my backpack when I travel, what has been your favorite destination, you know, recency bias, but I'll just say Portugal. Uh, that was my last trip pre pandemic, but I, I really, really did fall in love with the food, the people, the culture, 
the nature. Yeah. Uh, where do you still long to visit? Patagonia is one that I'm surprised that I haven't been to yet. Um, but my first trip after the pandemic, you know, I've got my second shot, excited to start traveling soon. Uh, I'm looking to go to Slovenia um, in September or October, depending on a few scheduling. Um, I, Patagonia seems kind of like otherworldly. So I agree. Like I, I, I don't even, I can't even like conceptualize what it would be like to go there, which is part of why we travel so that we have that reference. <laughs> right. Um, what do you eat that immediately connects you to a place you've been? Actually, it's not an, it's a drink. I don't know why I've been doing this lately, but I've been, I'm just thinking again, recency bias, but I've been drinking vermouth just straight lately. And it just reminded me of my time in Portugal or excuse me, Spain, Spain. But the other thing I've been drinking a lot after dinner is, is port. And that goes back to Portugal again. So just, it's more, it's not the food so much as it is the drink that kind of brings me back to moments sitting there watching the sunset, you know, from a rooftop bar or sitting on the beach and having a, a sip of something really delicious. And yeah, I just think that's really valuable, especially in terms of like staying connected to an experience. It's like a really quick way to just tap into how you feel or that emotion or that energy of a, of a, an experience. I also like Carlsberg beer. I spent six months in Copenhagen. And so every time I have a, a longing and a hankering for Denmark, I just go grab a, a sixer of Carlsberg. And I sound like an alcoholic. I really don't drink very much. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, it's been really rough here, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Who was the person that inspired and encouraged you to set out and explore the world? That is a damn good question because my family are not travelers. Like literally the only people that have in my family that have been that have traveled outside the country uh, up until five years ago was my mom and my dad. And they went on their honeymoon for a week to Germany. So I, I honestly, I think I'm, my aunt and I talk about this, you know, but she and I weren't close when I was younger. We don't know where we came from. We're totally anomalous in our family. Like everyone else is, you know, is homebodies and that's perfect and wonderful. And I love them all dearly, but like, they're not travelers. And then my aunt and I are just like, boom, where can we go next? So I don't know. I literally have no idea where it comes from. I'm going to give credit to Carmen San Diego. Yeah, it was her. <laughs> um, if you could take an adventure with one person, fictional or real, alive or past, who would it be? Joseph Campbell. Yeah, that was an easy one. Slam dunk. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> All right. Well, I am so glad that we finally made this happen. It was a year in the making, but I think it was, it's good to finally have you on Soul of Travel. And I appreciate you being here today. Um, I'm honored that uh, you had me on. It was so totally fun. And uh, hopefully we get to do it at some point in the not too distant future again. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Soul of Travel. I hope you enjoyed the journey. If this sounds like your community, welcome. I'm so happy to connect with you. You can find more about the ways you can be a part of the Soul of Travel and Lotus Sojourn community at www.lotussojourns.com. Here you can find out more about Soul of Travel and my guests. You can also find the Lotus Sojourns I Guide for Women, as well as my current book, Sojourn, offering an opportunity to explore your heart, mind, and the world through the pages of books specially selected to create a unique journey. You can find me on Facebook at Lotus Sojourns, 
and join our community, the Lotus Sojourns Collective, or follow me on Instagram, either at Lotus Sojourns or Soul of Travel Podcast. Join the Lotus Sojourns mailing list. I look forward to getting to know you and hopefully hear your story.